a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. So here we have the the promise of the virgin birth already. And, and now it says that he, this promised seed, shall bruise you, the serpent, on the head. So this, and you will bruise him on the heel. So uh, this is talking about the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus. So this is the first gospel. What in the world? The Lord's Supper is to help rediscover your innate goodness? Holy smokes. That's like saying that glasses are to make sure you can't see. It's like saying your shoes are there to make sure you can't walk. It's like saying it's like saying a boat is there so that you sink to the bottom of the ocean. That's the goofiest thing I've ever heard. Councilman Darren Layton. Thank you, Mayor. On balance, I think as far as whether we do it on the 6th or the 12th, it matters about as much as my collection of Table Talk Radio points. Well, welcome to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Hey, I like your new sound bites. <laughs> I'm glad you get to relive that uh, that Indian tribe, whatever that was. Man, <laughs> week just listening week. to those guys is like smoking the peace pipe. <laughs> <laughs> well, boy, do we remember how to do this nonsense? I'm I'm kind of rusty. I know it's been ages since we recorded a show. I'm just back from Germany, so we had what three weeks off recording. Yeah. <sighs> I know it. And now we only have to do one show a week. It's it's a little it's a little and, weird. Oh, and you, by the way, have had a change of vocation. You have uh, finished <laughs> up your time as vicar, and now you're back to seminarian. That's uh, right. Ad- advanced first class seminarian. Now, is that a uh, step up year? or a step down? It's parallel step. Oh, okay. parallel step. It's, you, you are because it's probably a step down in vocation, but a step closer to ordination. So I would I say it all probably works out <laughs> it that all way. So you're, out. you're like, back in Fort Wayne and you're back uh, ready to go. I like how whenever I change vocations, it's a step down, no matter where it is. In your eyes, at least. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a seminarian, the vicar is a step down. I know. It's, it's, <laughs> if I could somehow, somehow arrange it so that we can call you as the associate pastor here at Hope. <laughs> The step down, the oh, greatest Lord step down mercy. of all. <laughs> you know, they say they say uh, as, as a as a candidate that you you, you don't decline a call, uh, you don't decline your first caller. There won't be a second. Although in that case, I think <laughs> there's an exception. Well, yeah, we're going to spend the first segment talking about your trip to Germany. I, w- I want to hear all about um, everything you you saw and, and what and what games you played on the trip. Um, and also, I was wondering if you could read from your Bible a little bit. Oh man, you! Uh, my Bible, by the way. If any of you are in the um, in the Rose Inn in Oberammergau in the next couple of days, if you could look under the table and try to find my Bible, which was left there, we had. You know, we were at the Passion Play, and um, and everything. When you're in Oberammergau for the Passion Play, this is really quite wonderful. But there, the way they did it this year was three about three hours in the afternoon, and then you had a three hour dinner break, and then you had three hours in the evening. And and everything's included where you stay and and everything like this. So we were staying in Boyerson, which is a, a town about 20 kilometers down the road from Oberammergau. So our dinner was in town at this inn, and there was a 
during the Passion Play, there would be these scenes kind of where people were frozen, and, and they would be scenes from the Old Testament, to, and they, you'd kind of bounce them off the things that are happening in the life of our Lord Jesus. And it was kind of nice, kind of meditative sort of thing. But one of them was um, the betrayal of Absalom. So we were looking that text up at dinner, uh, and then something I put my Bible down on top of the backpack, and I think it got knocked over uh, when someone was shifting around. It's kind of crowded. And then I... I totally spaced it until the next day we tried to find it and couldn't find it anywhere so my bible is some is lost there if any listeners find it uh, 100 million table talk radio points <laughs> now why did you have to use the, didn't, don't haven't the mormons made it to that made it there and have the or excuse me not the mormons but the uh, the gideons haven't the gideons made it to the you, you know there was one the hotel we stayed in in leipzig which is a really nice hotel uh had both uh the bible the it had the german bible though so uh, updated translation of luther's bible really nice uh, printing of the Bible. Uh, and then it also had a book called The Beliefs of Buddhism. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that, and that was both in English and in German. It had both languages there. So uh, I, I wanted to store those away. I was just going to take those with me. Uh, <laughs> but I thought, well, maybe I should ask. You know, maybe it's not like, you know, you know the Gideons don't mind around here if you right, just take right, the Bible. Right. But it was some different society that put it there. So I asked, and then they said, no, you can't take it. Now, now I'm stuck. Yeah. So... Uh, I feel bad about confusing the Mormons and the Gideons, uh, but I, I did it because what hotel is it that the Mormons own? And so you'll find a Book of Mormon in the in the drawer. I don't know. It's uh, one of those. St- starts with an S. I can't remember. I know what you're talking about, though. So I, yeah, I always this is my common practice. Whenever there's a Book of Mormon laying around, I always take it and stash it away. In fact, a friend of mine. <laughs> in fact, a good friend of this radio show, Pastor Ketchermeyer, had the plan that he was going to get all Missouri Synod Lutherans to call up the uh, uh, the Latter Day Saints and request their free copy of the Book of Mormon to try to bankrupt them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but we haven't been able to plan that. Maybe we could use Table Talk Radio to coordinate that kind of effort. I'm sure. Oh yeah, we can. Uh, and then I guess in, in segments two and three, we're doing the praise song cruncher. We have uh, some songs by request, and in fact, we've had so many requests that uh, coming up soon uh, in a podcast near you, we're going to be doing a table scraps. Uh, of just Praise Song Cruncher, so Praise Song Cruncher Marathon. So this is a good time to submit your uh, praise songs uh, to our, our hotline at 866-851-5523 or our email questions at tabletalkradio.org, and then uh, we're going to try and work through as many praise songs as we can uh, with no no really time restrictions other than uh, night and day. So. Uh, what a 24 hours straight of <laughs> praise song crunching. That's right. I worked into a frenzy. That would make a person go bald. Yeah, and, and then we're oh. then we're checking uh, then we're checking Pastor Wolfner into the insane asylum. So <laughs> sure about right. And in the fourth segment oh. of today's program, we are doing some bumper sticker theology. Uh, Pastor, I have a, I have a, a preview of bumper sticker theology with a twist. Uh, the bumper sticker is, "I support the separation between church and hate." <laughs> and uh, so here you have to guess. You have to guess which politician's uh, uh, bumper sticker was also on the same car. Is it A, the McCain-Palin bumper sticker? Is it B, the Obama-Biden bumper sticker? Or C, the Ron Paul bumper sticker? Uh, Ron Paul would be the least likely choice. Uh, but what if what if there's a sort of strange twist in fate and all three were on there? I don't know. I'm going to say Ron <laughs> Paul because it's the least likely vote. Oh, I'm sorry. It's B, the obvious one, Obama-Biden. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were trying to trick me. <laughs> that's too obvious. So that's the lineup oh, for today's— uh, Okay, well, we, now that we've squandered the entire first 
uh, first segment. Uh, in, the, in the next two minutes, Pastor, tell us about your trip to Germany. Oh, man. Two minutes is all? We haven't even done buzzwords. Well, look, so here, here's one of maybe the most helpful thing for me. I mean, it was fantastic to go to Germany. You read all this Luther stuff and Luther's life, read the writings of Luther, but for me, it's, Germany as a place was kind of this big abstraction, so to, so to flush that out is very helpful. And, and there's a couple of things that happened in Luther's life that different things will happen in the same place. And so, to, for example, in Wittenberg, there's two huge churches, St. Mary's Church and then the Castle Church. The Castle Church is down the river a bit, down the street, and St. Mary's Church is right in the middle of town. And so and so these two churches were the place of two different things. I mean, Luther nailed the 95 Theses at the Castle Church, but he preached and he was married at the Church of St. Mary's uh, there in the middle of town. He's buried down at the Castle Church, right by the pulpit and uh, right across from Philip Melanchthon. So, so to be able to see that there's two places in the same town uh, itself. The other that's like that is is Eisenach, which is where Luther was when he was a uh, uh, in high school, age 14 to 17. But it's right up the hill from Eisenach where uh, the Wartburg Castle is, where Luther was uh, kind of whisked away after the Diet of Worms and where he translated the New Testament, and he was 10 months in exile there until he came back to Wittenberg to preach. And, uh, and a third place that's like that is, is Erfurt, where Luther... Uh, joined the monastery. Uh, he went to college in Erfurt. He joined the monastery there, and the little chapel where he joined the monastery. We got to see that. But where he was ordained and preached his first, uh, preached or performed his first mass is in the cathedral there in Erfurt, a totally separate uh, church building. So there's all these different churches in Erfurt, and all these different things happened in them. So it was really helpful for me to be able to separate these places, and now I can see them in my mind whenever I read about all this. So is there one particular thing that you saw or a place that you went that sticks out in your mind as kind of the highlight of the trip? I think, you know, I thought it was going to be the Passion Play, but I think it was, and I'm not exactly sure why, but it was going to the Wartburg Castle, uh, because it is in large degree intact, although the inside's been remodeled and stuff, but the room where Luther stayed... Uh, to walk through there and to see all uh, the Wartburg Castle has a museum of all of these fantastic Cronach pieces. So all the pictures you see of Luther and Katie Luther, Hans and uh, and what was Luther's mom Magdalene. His uh, all all of these things uh, paintings were there, and that was the really the first kind of very authentic Luther site that we saw. And it's up on the hill with this beautiful skyline or beautiful. Uh, a view of of all the area there in Germany to look around. I, I think the for me going to the Wartburg and uh, and uh, and walking around that place was uh, was was the highlight. I'll always remember it. Great. Well, let's hammer some some buzzwords real quick uh, in this final minute. My buzzword for you. Uh, this is I think the first buzzword that's been case sensitive, uh, and that is the word Catholic or the Catholic Church. Uh, and with a, with a small c, we're not talking about the Roman Catholic Church, but the the Universal Church, so the uh, all believers in Christ, the Catholic Church. And this is this is the way the creed is originally written with the Catholic Church, the Holy uh, instead of the Holy Christian Church, we say the the Catholic Church. Nice. And mine for you, and this should be an easy one, is the word grace. Uh, grace. It's not a substance, but we say that the grace is the Lord's uh, the posture, the merciful posture of the Lord towards us, that He smiles upon us instead of frowns. So there you go. See if you can work that one in. So it's not quantitative or uh, anything of that nature, huh? No, no, that's right. Grace. We haven't used grace before, huh? All right. Well, uh, next up, uh, uh, we're going to do the praise song cruncher. Uh, that was that was good to hear from Pastor Wolfman about his trip to Germany. Uh, you're listening to Table Talk Radio. But now it's time for praise song cruncher. Right after this on Table Talk Radio. Come go. Ich bin so froh, dass ich mich nicht mehr so gut fühle. 
Table Talk Radio, a radio show that gives the opportunity to cope with disappointment week after week and learn good theology at the same time. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We are doing the Table Talk Radio Praise Song Cruncher, the next two segments of the program. I do want to tell you about a way you can stay in touch with Table Talk Radio. You can get text message alerts. Uh, isn't that exciting? There's a couple ways to sign up for this. You can go to our website at tabletalkradio.org, and on the, uh, the there's a tab there that says alerts, and you can sign up your your name and, and email or text uh, your cell phone for text message. Or the easier way is just to take your cell phone and text the word table talk, all one word, no spaces, to the number six nine three zero two. That's six nine three zero two. The word table talk, all one word, and you will be signed up for text message alerts from. Table Talk Radio, and in now, fact, wait, what do you what's what's the word that you text? I'm going to do it right now. Okay, Table Talk. It, all table t- Talk. All together, no spaces. No spaces. And you text it to the number six nine three zero two. All right. And in, and in fact, you can even do this by you can you can send us your your questions or your praise songs or your bumper stickers to this too. Just do the same number six nine three zero two. The keyword Table Talk space and then your question or comment. So there's all kinds of nifty ways to to. Keep in touch with Table Talk Radio. Did it work for you? I'm working on it right now. Okay. I'm just kind of slow with the texting. Oh, okay. We have to push the same key multiple times uh, to get the like the second or third letter of that key. Uh, I'm, I'm fancier <laughs> than that. 69302, Table Talk, send. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see if anything works. The first person to subscribe right now. <laughs> All right. Welcome. Uh-oh, message and data charges apply. <laughs> Table Talk Radio, where the points are like text messaging your Amish friend. Thanks for signing up for Table Talk Alerts. Oh, I just ruined the joke for everyone. Is it a different joke every time? <laughs> no, it's the same joke. Oh, Thanks for ruining good. it for everyone, though. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the way Praise Song Cruncher works is we listen to a praise song, and we have these uh, five criteria to, to determine whether that's usefulness for worship. And the first question is Jesus. Is Jesus mentioned? It's yes, no, and if yes, in name or concept. Number two is a question of clarity. Is a song clear? Does it use sentences with subject, verb, and object, or does it use sentence fragments? This is a 10 to 1 scale. 10 is very clear. A 1 is obscure. Uh, number three is mysticism. This is judging subjectivity, subjectivity versus objectivity. Uh, it's, it's asking, does a song talk about the things that God has done, which is the objective, or is talking about one's emotions and experiences, which is subjective? Um, this also brings into account uh, repetition. So um, uh, number 10 would be objective. Number one is subjective. Number four is the law gospel question. Does the law, does the, does the song proclaim the law in its full sternness and the gospel in its full sweetness? Uh, this is a yes, no, or I can't tell. And uh, or I think there's another unofficial answer to this one, isn't there, Pastor? Uh, there is no law gospel. Right, um, right. <laughs> and then number five is uh, is there any explicit false teaching? So that is the praise song cruncher, and you can look at it on our website, Table Talk Radio, under the articles tab. 
All right, Pastor, uh, the first song here was given to us by request, and it is from Hillsong, and it is called From the Inside Out, and it goes like this. There's a lot of other stanzas to this. Yeah, um, this is a long song. Yeah, it is. This is not one of these 711. It's like 700. <laughs> like, one. 11. Yeah. <laughs> okay, do you want to read through some of these? You have to read through all of it. But some other Everlasting, your light will shine when all else fails. Never ending, your glory goes beyond all fame. My heart, my soul, I, li- I give you control. Consume me from the inside out, Lord. Let justice and praise become my embrace. What does that mean, I wonder? <laughs> Let how, can you tell me what that means? Actually, let justice and praise become my embrace. I think it's supposed to rhyme too, but it doesn't. Unless maybe Hillsong is from Australia. Maybe in Australian that rhymes. <laughs> to love you from the inside out. Hmm. Well, I think this is going to be ringing pretty high on some of these questions of the praise song cruncher. And to answer your question, no, I can't sort out what that means. Let justice and praise become my embrace. Because, I mean, if, if we want true justice, that's not a good thing for us before God. I, and I don't know. Let justice and praise become my... Oh, maybe it means this. It says, let me acting in justice and me praising you become my embrace of you to love you from the inside out. So the way I'm showing my love for you, the way I'm embracing God is by justice and praise. I think that's got to mean... My heart and my soul, Lord, I give you control. Consume me from the inside out, Lord. Well, let's hmm. let's plug through this on the praise song cruncher. Number one, Jesus. Is Jesus mentioned yes, no? And if yes, then name or concept. No. No, Jesus. Uh, so there's names for God. Oh, yeah, Lord is here. And then, um, and then there's names for God. Here's the first one, everlasting. That's the first name for God. And then the second name, never ending. <laughs> Uh, and then, Lord, Lord, yeah. So, uh, my soul cries out to you. So these are the three names that God has given: ever, everlasting, never ending, and Lord. But no Jesus. Okay, so maybe in concept, but uh, a little unclear. Well, there, and, and not in concept either, because there's no indication that this God to whom you're praying is the God who became flesh and died on the cross for us. There's no mention of all of the incarnation and of the uh, crucifixion and resurrection that I that I see here, which which is then the way to end. So, for example, if a, if a hymn talks about uh, you were crucified for me, well, that's talking about Jesus by concept, this sort of thing. Right, okay. These concepts, everlasting and never-ending, don't, don't apply specifically to Jesus, but to, but to God or 
any divinity, really, okay. that you could be possibly praying to. Okay, so. good. Good distinction. Okay, number two is clarity. Uh, number 10 is very clear. Number one is obscure. I'm going to put this one on a two scale because it, it, it doesn't – there are sentence fragments, so that's true. Um, and also there's – who knows what it's talking about. I mean this phrase here that re- is repeated like seven times. I'm seeing now how repetitive this is. Let justice and praise become my embrace. See, I, you, you got to – this is – this is not obvious what it's saying. To love you from the inside out, I don't, I'm not exactly sure what that's saying, too. I mean, uh, normally when I use the phrase inside out, what I'm talking about is I say, Daniel, you have your uh, pants on inside out. <laughs> 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 you know, you got to turn them around or whatever. So, or so when love Carrie says, uh, Brian, your pants are on inside out. <laughs> so cool. uh, what's, what's fascinating, though, uh, maybe for those who haven't heard this uh Praise on country before is that to, to make something obscure and then in the clarity question leads into then the third question of mysticism because the more obscure it is the more the more uh, subjective it can be uh, the more mystic it can be so number three mysticism um, is the song clear uh, talking about the things that excuse me is the song about the things that God has done or is it about my own emotions and experiences number ten is objective number one is subjective. Yeah, this is completely subjective, too. I mean, this idea inside out, so it's going from my heart and my emotions, and then it's being manifest in my song or something like this. I mean, it could perhaps be an expression of what Paul says when in Romans 10 when he says, with the heart you believe and with the mouth you confess. So we, our hearts believe what God has done, and then our lips confess it. So in a sense, our faith does move from the inside out, but not before it moves from the outside in, namely... God's word, the the objective declaration of God uh, that our sins are forgiven, which then comes into our ear and into our heart, so that this is. So you see what I mean? This is a. Yeah. Uh, 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 we, we really should be singing when we sing about the praises of God. We should be singing about um, uh, that 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 His word goes from the outside in. That's the direction of God's promises. That's the direction of his mercy and grace. I mean, and Paul says that in in Romans chapter 10. If I had my Bible here in front of me, I'd read it. But <laughs> where he says, the word of God, don't say who, is, who will send to it to bring it down from heaven, who will go down uh, to the grave to bring it up to us. But the word of God is near to you, even in the word that's preached, so that the this word comes to us first from the outside in. And this is, I mean, this constant emphasis on the external word of God. This is very, very important. All right, coming up, we'll ask whether this question is properly dividing law and gospel. Speaking of losing your Bible, one time I was flying home with a, a friend in, in one of his private airplanes, a Cessna, you know, and, and uh, one of our friends had their Bible in the back, and the cargo door was open, and the Bible fell out. And I was just thinking about the farmer, and the uh, Bible falls right in front of him. More table talk right in the praise song cruncher right after this. Don't go away. That's the church militant right there. <laughs> Bible ball. Table Talk Radio. The disaster continues. Slow down, you move too fast. 
welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We are in the middle of a praise song cruncher, crunching the song from the inside out by Hillsong. And uh, Pastor Wolfman has already pointed out the fault of even the title. Uh, but now it's time to properly divide law and gospel. So the question is, does it? Yes, no, or I can't tell. Uh, oh, i got to pull this thing up again. <laughs> I yeah, try stop to, checking I try, your email. Jeez. No, I'm watching the uh, muted convention stream. It's not as much fun when you can't hear what they're talking about. <laughs> the Missouri Citizen Convention. Now, by the time this airs, the convention will be done, though, huh? Uh, yeah, it will be. Mm-hmm. And we will either, A, still have a, con- a Senate, or B, not have a Senate. <laughs> have to see how that shakes out. Uh, let's see here. Law and Gospel, this song, Hill Song, from the inside out. Uh, no, I mean, I think this is a confusion of law and gospel when it says, let justice and praise become my embrace. I mean, I can't, I still don't exactly know what that means, but I, to put justice and praise sitting there together. Uh, what about this one here? Your will above all else, my purpose remains, the art of losing myself in bringing you praise. You see that little line there? That's a bridge right in the middle of the song. But uh, losing myself, I mean, this is fantastic. You know, the the point of this cruncher is to point out how the praise songs are built around this mystical foundation of having an emotional experience of the presence of God, Right? Right. And this idea is the is a perfect expression of it, the art of losing myself in bringing you praise. We we that ought to, I'm gonna I'm copying and pasting that, and I'm gonna turn it into a bumper sticker because that is the perfect <laughs> summary of what these praise song guys are after. Now look, you and I, and we've talked about this before, bajillions of times, Evan, because you and I sit here and criticize these praise songs for being mystical. But if we were to talk to Hillsong or Chris Tomlin, which we did, or any of these other guys, they wouldn't see this charge of mysticism as a as a as a dangerous thing. They would admit, well yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. We we are artists in the art of losing ourselves in bringing the Lord praise. And that's what a praise band is there to do now is this a confusion of law and gospel absolutely because it's because the our own mystical emotional efforts to be somehow united with god is is idolatry that's exactly what baal worship is you remember this prophet elijah who's there uh with the 450 prophets of baal and they remember how they're worshiping they're dancing all around they're cutting themselves they they have mastered the fine art of losing themselves in bringing Baal praise. But it's wrong. It's totally wrong. It's the it's a completely false doctrine of worship, which is why this stuff is so dangerous to people's souls. The idea that, that I know that God is with me because I have some sort of ecstatic experience of him is simply not what we are given in Holy Scriptures to rely on. I mean, it's what the it's what the mystery religions relied on. It's what the ecstatic religions rely on. It's what all these other you know, like these uh, the whirling dervishes of the Muslims and all this sort of stuff. I mean, all the every sort of form of mysticism relies on this, but not Christianity. Our confidence is not that we have mastered the art of losing ourselves and bringing God praise, but rather in the fact that Jesus has come into our flesh and into our death and died for us. That's where our confidence is. So we don't uh, we don't go looking to our emotions for this assurance. We have the assurance of our forgiveness in the death and in the resurrection of Jesus. Oh, Pastor, don't you know it's just a difference in style of preference? 
Sorry, I, I take it all back. <laughs> no, it's right though because <laughs> I mean, it, I changed my mind. <laughs> it, it it is it is a little frustrating when when you talk to someone who um, uh, is, is a proponent of, of contemporary worship and thinks that the problem or the disagreement is in the style of the worship. I know. Be- it's like banging your head against a wall that's not there. It's like banging your head against fog. Or or as I <laughs> So it, it's it's not just it, it's not just a, a different way to I mean cuz look in our church body Lutheran Church Missouri Synod we have we there's many churches that that worship um liturgically and then many that worship uh through contemporary worship. And and they'll tell you that the, that the theology is the same. That that they you know they they still preach you know real presence of the Lord's Supper they still teach baptism baptism regeneration the theology is the same, but when you when you change one's practice and you're changing one's theology, so what right. is then the the Lutheran theology of worship? It's not communicated in a mystical style of worship, right? Okay, mysticism is bad. So then, uh, can you answer any <laughs> any explicit <laughs> false teaching in this in this song? Well, I mean, if that does that. I mean, does that do it? My, uh, haven't, haven't we done something like that just now? Uh, I mean, I don't know. This is, you know, this is the this is the point: is that if it has, if it's very unclear, then it's very difficult to nail down the false doctrine question. In fact, I, I try to figure out a formula uh, for the praise song cruncher so you can actually get a number out of it. And I, what I'm, I'm trying to figure. I think what this would be is is J plus one times one over C. That's clarity plus M to the D. So oh so you raise your clarity to the doctrine power minus <laughs> five times law gospel something like that, and you come out with a number. So that see, there's a relationship between the false doctrine <laughs> business and the clarity question. Have you I'm been taking a church a... growth class or what? <laughs> Getting a number out of it. We need a mathematical formula. That's right, that's right. I've assembled a blue ribbon task force to to look at the numbers here. All right. Okay. So, uh, would you have this song for worship? Oh man, no. Would you have this song for entertainment? No. Okay. I mean, so far it's been fairly entertaining, but not the kind of entertainment you mean. Okay. So this is crunch. And if you would like to find Ow. out whether or not. Uh, we have crunched song, your favorite songs before in the past. There's a nice little uh, chart on our website under the Articles tab at tabletalkradio.org. It gives a list of all of the, the songs that we've crunched and uh, the result of the crunch and then what show you can listen to it on. Our, yeah, this is, uh, we're ruining people's favorite songs, aren't we? We are. Well, here's another one. We're going to do so in three minutes. It's called The Three-Minute Song by Joss Wilson. I like it so far. I tried to write a song and keep it three minutes long. Get in, get out, nobody gets hurt. And I tried a thousand times to get between the lines, but I'm finding out that doesn't really work. I just don't have the words to say, cause words only get in my way. I must apologize. That is 33% of the song. 
<laughs> you now listen to who's talking about numbers. I, you know, this is, reminds me. Remember what Luther says about the enthusiasts? The enthusiasts come along and they say that that God, the Spirit, comes to us apart from God's word, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 Luther says, well, if that's true, then they ought to just be quiet. <laughs> He says, "Well, the Holy Spirit doesn't work through the Bible, but only through their preaching." Oh man! Well, but and this is this is kind of the same thing. I can't find any words, but you you're sitting there saying things. You, you. <laughs> but but what what's so what's interesting about this, and I'm finding this more and more, is that that the, people like to talk about how God is so big that we can't even begin to talk about how great He is. Right, is, right, right. But, but I mean, and and that that is true in the sense that we can't fathom the you know complete excellencies of god i suppose but the fact of the matter is he's he's put himself into words for us for our forgiveness so god didn't want to be far off in in a way that he can't uh relate himself to other people but he's put himself into words uh in in christ in the flesh uh to bestow to us a forgiveness of sins through the gospel, which is through words, through hearing. And so know, he, he can be put into words. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you go and you say, boy, God is too big for words, and, and, you, and you, the response should be, well, you ought to take that up with him. Because <laughs> apparently he didn't think so. All I mean, right. That's exactly right when he gives us the scriptures. Well, let's start a crunch with this. The first one is Jesus. Is Jesus mentioned? Yes, no, no. And if no yes, and Jesus no. can't be mentioned. You made the great point. That, you know, look, Jesus himself uses words. Oh, boy. In fact, Jesus himself is called what? The Word of God. The word- the word incarnate. <laughs> I can't find the words. Well, that's the whole point. I can't find the word of God in here anywhere. There's no Jesus. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. What a disaster. This is like, I mean, it's like watching a train wreck without a train, you know? Oh, just a bunch of people piling up on top of each other. It's, it's, you, know, this, you know, this constant metaphor for mysticism is, this, is that God is like some big sort of electrical outlet, and you just got to find the way to plug it in. And the praise song, the praise band, is like the extension cord, you know? <laughs> we got, we're plugged into God we're power on the other side, dream. and now we're going we're gonna to plug you into the other side, you know? So just come and, you know, stick your plug here in the outlet and zap. <laughs> Okay, one, I, one. And, and this idea, this idea that you can't find enough words, you know, I mean, this is really, I mean, another fantastic point of mysticism is it's not about the words, guy. It's not about the words. It's <laughs> about like the hippie. It's, 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 that's right. It's about the experience. You just gotta, you gotta let go of your thoughts and your words and the constructs of this modern society, and just, and just feel it, man. Just feel it. All right, we're, oh. we're going to go vacuum our Volkswagen van and be right back on Table Talk Radio. Uh, we are taking praise song requests for our uh, Table Talk Radio praise song cruncher marathon at our email address. Go to check out our website, tabletalkradio.org. You say it best when you say nothing at all. Table Talk Radio, answering the age-old question. If a radio show is broadcasting and no one listens, does it still make a sound? Wait, I got a bumper sticker on the back of my truck. There ain't another like it cause I had it made up. I can tell who's behind me to give himself away. Lay on their horn when they read this phrase. 
Bumper Secret Theology is next on Table Talk Radio. But first, we're finishing up Praise Song Crunching. And uh, if you would like us to analyze one of your praise songs, send it to us at questions at tabletalkradio.org. Or you can call it in. You can sing it. You can sing it on our voicemail system at 866-851-5523. And uh, this is, uh, we're going to be doing the Praise Song Cruncher Marathon on a Table Scraps coming soon to a podcast near you. That is going to be a disaster. Talk about a train wreck with no train. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'll be. I can't sustain this level of fury for, <laughs> fury for more than thirty minutes. I know. <clears throat> All right, we are looking at the song Three Minute Song" by Josh Wilson, and we just uh, established that Jesus is not mentioned because you can't put him into a word. And then number two uh, is the song "Clear." Does it use uh, subject, verb, and objects? Are there sentences or, or fragments here, Pastor? Ten for very clear. Uh, there's sentences. Um, do you even have the lyrics in front of you? Yeah, I'm looking oh, at okay. it here. I would like to dumb this down to three chords, or maybe four. <laughs> That's I'm reading from the song here. Oh. But I've tried, and I can't, and I won't, because there will always be more. So, I apologize. <laughs> I can't seem to get it right. What is this about? You know, if you don't have it right, then don't sing the song. It's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm singing, <laughs> but I still am. I, uh... I've got a hundred metaphors, and if I had a million more, I could never even sum up this. Besides, how can someone, some melody, communicate eternity? It's like trying to fit the ocean in a cup. That's a classic, classic metaphor of mysticism, the ocean in a cup. I mean, <laughs> these guys, you know, they should just go read, uh, like, the Dalai Lama, and then he'd have a lot more to say, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so are you saying it's not very clear? Uh well no, he's clear he's clear about his lack of clarity <laughs> so here, watch so right you know he's like yeah, yeah. someone if someone says to you I don't know what I'm talking about he said well that's clear well it's clear but it's not clear I mean the, the lack of clear or, or so if someone comes to you and they say I don't understand this well their statement I don't understand this is clear but they what they're saying is certainly not clear so so while the statements that he's making are clear what he's talking about is nothing at all so this is a kind of this is a mystery one i'm going to say i'm going to say he gets on the one hand on the formal principle uh, he gets a he gets a nine for clarity on the material principle he gets a two for clarity so i'm going to average him out and say five on you the clarity define scale. what those mean for those who don't no, know no, we don't have time okay never you got to look it up <laughs> <laughs> Evan wants me to find it because he's going to get that question on his TI at the end of the year, and he wants to know That's what right. it means. Yeah, when when I start classes in the fall, we're going to be doing this new game on Table Talk Radio, something to the effect of a TI test, which TI stands for Theological Interview. Every every candidate has to have a theological interview with the faculty of the seminary. And so I thought, why not uh, have, bring our listeners along for this little endeavor? Uh, and so uh, we're going to be doing this TI uh, examination here on Table Talk Radio. Okay, number three uh, is mysticism. Is it uh, objective or subjective? I mean, this is another marvelously, fantastically huge mystical song. So what does that mean, uh, one or two? Let's put it at two because I guess it could be worse. But uh, talking about how God is above our definitions, he's above our language, he's above our words, all of this sort of stuff, this is, uh, again, just kind of dictionary definition of mysticism. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then law gospel. No law, no gospel. Um, I mean, when we talk about the huge, monstrous size of God, God is really, really big, then that could really only be gospel. I mean, sorry, law. Uh, yeah. 
Um, but it doesn't even talk about it. I mean, it doesn't say, hey, God is really, really big, so I just got to look out. I mean, oh, God is really, really big, so I got to experience him without words or whatever. What mm-hmm. the heck? I got to, I'll just be the cup floating on the ocean. <laughs> so, so neither law nor gospel, and is there any explicit false teaching? Yeah, I mean, I think we uh, nailed that too. Yeah, yeah. Insofar as mysticism is a false doctrine, which it is, this is false. But not only that, but what we talked about as far as uh, that God delivers Himself, His forgiveness through the gospel, through words, uh, for faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Uh, yeah. so, so we have to say that 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 God does reveal Himself in the word of God, so He can be articulated. Okay, right. now there is this kind of official name for the only talking about God in negatives, and the, the Greek theologians used to do it a lot. I can't remember what it was. It starts with an A. Uh, the problem is when you say something like you can only speak about God in negatives, then um, then that itself is a positive. <laughs> Don't. Right. So, so so you're done from the get go. Now I I, bad, I, I wanted to add something here to this praise song cruncher because when people both of these songs were were submitted by our listeners uh, via our email questions at tabletalkradio.org and typically what people do is they just send us the YouTube video and I I couldn't help but notice the the comments on both of these videos um, and and you know how they do it now on, on YouTube is that people people can kind of agree or disagree with the comment and the ones who have been agreed upon the most are are put to the top and so the first two for the first song we did which was. From the Inside Out by Hillsong, these are the, the top two comments. Every, uh, I cry every time I hear this song, especially when I play it in, in youth band church. Uh, it's so touching, and I love it. It's so personal in my heart and my soul. I give you control. Consume me from the inside out. And the other one says, literally every time I listen to the song, I feel God's presence. I either tear up or smile. Either way, I'm happy to call myself a Christian. Who's deeply in love with my wonderful Lord and Savior? Uh, so that was the first one. <laughs> now, now I think this goes to prove our point that 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 practice and theology cannot be divided. So that these yes. people are putting this mysticism uh, on their lips and into their hearts uh, mm-hmm. by singing this. Mm-hmm. And, and this was the one comment uh, that. Well, there's two comments that rank. The first one is uh, I like this song the first time I heard it, and it's exactly three minutes. And then the other one is. I'm in love with God. I'm in love. We, you and me, Evan, are spitting into the proverbial mystical wind here <laughs> yeah. as we crunch these songs. I mean, to try to hold back the tide of mysticism, you know, it's like the little boy with his finger in the dike trying to hold back the storm. And I'm afraid we are fighting a losing battle. Everything is just being swept away by this by this mysticism. Uh, we, shall we pre- play the game uh, th- uh, which ladder? And all of these are under the ladder of emotion mysticism, climbing that ladder. It's been, it's th- this, though, remember enthusiasm, it dwells in our hearts since Adam and Eve. I mean, this idea that our religion is some sort of uh, kind of electrical shock treatment of the heart on the inside. <laughs> From the just, inside uh, out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, our, it's our native religion, and it's bad. It is well, true. Well, let's, let's, uh, revive this show with some bumper chicken theology then uh you can <laughs> you can text message your bumper stickers to us if you're oh, not yeah, in yeah. colorado or any other states that forbid uh texting while driving uh it's the number 6932 text where the word table talk all together without spaces first and then give us your bumper sticker after that 
Uh, I'm the, not sure if people listen to us while driving because I had what we had a message from someone that said that they were trying to listen while they were driving, but they couldn't because they were crying. <laughs> I think from laughter. That's what I assume the cries were for. Uh, <laughs> we hope so. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like onions. It burns my eyes. <laughs> All right, we just have Burn a, it off. We just have uh, maybe a, a minute or two to, to do some of these bumper stickers. Um, I'll do this first one. It says, who would Jesus bomb? <laughs> I don't even know what that's getting at. Uh, you know, it's, Jesus is the pacifist. So uh, turn the other cheek means you shouldn't have, uh, shouldn't have uh, a military. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Okay. All Jesus right. the pacifist. Jesus, this is this is goes right along the line with Jesus the hippie. So uh, this this is the expression of the worldview that um, that I'm some sort of uh, uh, tree hugging hippie, and that Jesus was too. And we have the, do you have the, this picture of Jesus with a headband on and and like a, a tie dye <laughs> shirt, and and people say, oh well, Jesus wore sandals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, he, blessed at, are the poor man. <laughs> he's out in the <laughs> Volkswagen van right now. All right, do you have a bumper sticker? Uh, here, did, have we done this one? Uh, Lord, save me from your followers. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Lord, save me from your followers. This, uh, so that, this so is that, right. It's kind of like that Gandhi quote, right? I like your Christ, but I don't like your Christians. Yes, it's a, this, so uh, people love to drive a wedge between Jesus and the church. Now, true, the church is sinners, and Jesus was not a sinner. But when you push on this a little bit, when you push on this. You ha- you find that the Jesus that people like is d- different than the Jesus who exists. <laughs> uh, so you have Jesus the hippie, or you have Jesus the um, the guru, or you have Jesus the um, the kind of uh, he, he he would be like a good president for uh, uh, for what's that big thing in uh, uh, the one world sort of thing in New York? What's that thing called? Uh, Oh goodness sakes! Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? The, all the governments come together and they have the and they the have UN? representative. Yeah, the UN. Jesus would be like a good UN president. <laughs> uh, you know, he. But but the Jesus who condemns sins and says things like, "Unless your righteousness is exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, then you have no part in the kingdom of God." The Jesus who who condemns uh, sin and so much that. That ap- that apart from complete righteousness, you cannot stand before his face. And then the Jesus who suffers God's wrath in order to atone for that sin, that's not the Jesus people love. Right. Okay, well, that's going to be it for us. But do give, give us a call at 866-851-5523 or send your emails to questions at tabletalkradio.org. And as always, thank you for listening to Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like debate about an amendment to end debate. <laughs> You've been listening really to pointless. Table Talk Radio. The oh, views expressed boy. on this show are that of and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. Lord have mercy so we would much. like to answer your questions concerning theology, the scriptures, or anything else. Send your questions to question at tabletalkradio.org or leave us a voicemail message. 866-851-5523. Be sure to check out our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.